While you're standing, let's make our decree. How many thankful we serve a God of the dream and the dreamer? Say it like you mean it, mean it like you say it. It don't cost a bit more to dream big than it does little. Today, I will have my faith built by the word of God. I will not allow my past to control my future. God has given me my dreams to look forward to and my faith as a means by which I will arrive. I will dream big because I serve a big God. Somebody give him a big hand and you may be seated. Are you friends with Jesus? Is it virtual or real? See, in our social media world today, we'll be talking to people and we'll be talking about Facebook or Instagram or whatever else. And are you friends with them on there? Maybe there's a maybe there's a post that you want to make sure somebody sees. Maybe there's something that you want somebody to hear. Are you friends with them? It's very difficult sometimes for me to say, yeah, they're my friend on Facebook because, you know, I was, I was born in, well, what? I'm not a millennial. I'm just going to leave it at that right there. And sometimes it's difficult for me to say, you know, well, they're, they're my friend on Facebook. Not that I don't like everybody. I, man, I love everybody. Don't like everything everybody does all the time. But that's my problem, not theirs. But sometimes we go, well, yeah, I'm, I'm their friend. Or, or this is, I got 5,000 friends. Huh. See, the thing is, sometimes we have virtual acquaintances in today's time. But we have to make sure that we really know who our friends are. Amen? Because we live in a world of friending and following and emojis and gifts. How many of y'all that were born before 2000 ever thought you would be using a word called gif? <laughs> gif is something that we used to get at Christmas I got all kinds of gifts. But how do we guard against relationships becoming too virtual with not enough real to them? See, sometimes you say, well, I follow them. I'm so glad that I serve a God that follows us. And then... He gives us a friend request. In John 14, 6, it says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's the ultimate friend request, y'all. That's the ultimate thing that God has given us. Jesus follows us so that we can become a friend of God. I don't want to become a virtual friend of God. 
I don't want to be somebody that is seen in the right place. See, I see some of my friends on Facebook, but I never see them in real life. Oh, they're my friends, and, and I'm not knocking it, man. I spend more than more enough time and more time than I'm probably proud of on Facebook, Instagram, all that mess. But I'm here to tell you, sometimes I see people all day, every day on my, my device, and then I get into a time that I feel a little bit lonely or I get something going on in my life, and I look around, and I go, well, where are they at? Where are they at? Well, I hadn't seen them in a minute. I'm here to tell you today that Jesus will never ghost you. He will never say, hey, I'll be there, and then you look around. I'm telling you, he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother, and it's not virtual. It is real. We serve a real God that heals us in real time, and he takes us to a real place of relationship with him. Oh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. In John 14, we're going to read 6 and 7 now, but I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation. It says, Jesus explained, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes next to the Father except through union with me. Hallelujah. You've got to accept the friend request, y'all. To know me is to know my Father too. And from now on, you will realize that you have seen Him and experienced Him. You know how you know you experience God? When you experience Jesus. Proverbs 18, 24 says, A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. See, this real friend is what the Bible would classify as a covenant relationship. Come on, somebody. Like the friendship that David had with Jonathan in 1 Samuel chapter 18. Or the kind of relationship that God had with Noah in Genesis the, the, the sixth chapter. Or Moses. He was talking about Moses. Moses had a special relationship with God in Exodus 19. David had a special relationship with God in 2 Samuel chapter 7. And Solomon in 1 Kings chapter 9. But then. Come on somebody. But then. Probably the most amazing covenant relationship that you'll ever see in the scripture. Is the one that God had with Abraham. In Genesis, the 18th chapter, verses 17, 18, and 19, it says, The Lord said, Shall I keep secret from Abraham, my friend, my servant? What am I going to do since Abraham is destined to become a great and mighty union or nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him? For I have known, chosen, and acknowledged him as my own so that he may teach and command his children and the sons of his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is righteous and just so that the Lord may bring upon Abraham what he has promised him. Go to 2 Chronicles 20 verse 7. Are not thou our God who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and gavest it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend? Somebody say, I'm a friend of God. Abraham, my friend. But then the scripture was fulfilled in James, the, tw the second chapter and the 23rd verse. It says, 
And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him, credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friend. See, friend of God was not an honorable mention given to Abraham by some family member or friend member or uh, Mr. Zuckerberg. It wasn't something that we un really understand fully in our flesh. It isn't something that we can really comprehend just in our mind. But he was talking about a covenant relationship given to Abraham by the by by how after he died he wasn't some virtual or not real relationship but he was endured or in endeared if you would by God by and as a friend I want to have endearment with God I don't want it to just be some kind of frivolous, virtual thing that I say outside or when I come to church. I'm not bumming on nobody, but I'm telling you right now, if your praise is only when the band's playing, sorry, you ain't got no praise. But see, in the, on Tuesday morning, when I'm all by myself and my breath stink because I ain't brushed my teeth and my hair, oh, y'all to see this hair when it gets up in the morning. It really gets up in the morning, y'all. But when I get up in the morning, when I say, good morning, Jesus, I don't have to log in. I just have to use the word to speak, and he comes to where I am. He's a true friend. When I get up and everything doesn't seem to be exactly... See, see sometimes in this world, you start feeling around with your, with your flesh, and things don't feel right. Or you start thinking with your mind, and it doesn't seem right. But, oh, when you speak his name... He shows up. When you speak his word, I got my old Bible out this week. I had, I've had this Bible since I was a youth pastor back in the early 90s. I got this old Bible. Sometimes it feels good to go to familiar places when you know God has been with you in those familiar places. I started looking in my Bible and I started seeing a bunch of marks and I started seeing a bunch of, uh, a, a bunch of words that I'd written and they started blessing me all over again. You know why? Because it's just like an old friend. When I saw the Lewises this morning, nobody had to say, oh, do you remember them? Oh, no, there was something in my heart that leaped because I love them. See, when I call on the name of Jesus, there's something that leaps inside of me. There's something that comes alive inside of me because I believe there's something that wakes up in Him because He's said that he loves when we praise him and the praise of his people is where he lives and it's his habitation 2 Corinthians 5 17 therefore if any man be in Christ he's a new creature old things are passed away behold I said behold you know what that means look here Look here. Behold, all things are become new. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. My, my memory sometimes thinks about before I saved and all that crazy stuff. No, 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 no. No, look here. All things have become new. I'm no longer that old person. I am not a friend to the devil. I'm not a friend to the alcohol. I'm not a friend to the sexual perversion. I'm a friend of God. And when I accepted the friend request, 
everything changed in my life. Now, the way I keep it there, the way I keep it there is I know he ain't going to ghost me, but I can't ghost him. I got to show up in prayer. I got to get in the Word because in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. Somebody said, I wish the Lord would speak to me. He does every time you crack the book. Every time you look in Genesis and you understand He's the Creator, oh, you understand that He's never going to change so He can create in you a new heart. A new... He can create in, in your life new relationships. See, God wants to be next to you. Ephesians 2, verses 4 through 6, it says, But God, who is rich in mercy for His great love, wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. How many is thankful for grace? And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now I want you to notice something about what the Apostle Paul said in the scripture. He speaks to us from past tense. See, faith is not when you already have it, you praise him. The faithless are happy. When you give them something that they've been looking forward to and they have it in their hand. But the faith field will praise him just because they trust him and the word says it. See, Paul said, when we were dead, that means I'm not dead anymore. God made us alive. It means that if I was made, I am made and I'm alive. God raised us up. It means that I'm no longer down here on earth just a weary old pilgrim trying to make it through. Praise God. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. No, no, no. He raised me up above that mess. He raised me up above my past. He raised me up above. I don't have to look at my children and have guilt because of what I've done in the past. Because, you know, I, I, don't, I don't talk a lot about the sin in my life because death and life are in the power of your tongue. The sin that used to be in my life. I don't talk about it, but um, I, I would never deny it. And I See, faith and denial are not the same thing. I will never tell you to deny the facts. I just will encourage you to believe God over the facts. I'm not denying that the doctor may have given you a bad report. But I do deny the fact that you have to die. Because the Bible says that His will is for you to live and not die and proclaim the works of the Lord. You say, but pastor, I, I, I thought yesterday was six years since your wife passed away. Yeah, it is. But I'm going to tell you what I told that rascal that looked at me in the foyer of that other building. And he asked me, he said, well, now since, since Sister Donna has gone to heaven, are you still going to preach that, that, that healing stuff? And I looked at him. And, and I had to think of this. See, the Bible says be slow to speak. And that old oh boy better be glad it said be slow to wrath. Because it made me mad in my flesh. And I'm not even joking with you. But I, I, I waited a minute. I looked at him. It kind of hurt my feelings. It made me hot under the collar. It made me feel all kinds of stuff. See, here's what you need to understand. The devil will try to surprise you because you usually say what you usually say. 
It's like when somebody cusses somebody out and says, oh, that slipped. It did not. You just didn't have it under control at that moment. Because it's just like squeezing a, a tube of toothpaste. When you squeeze it, whatever's in that tube's coming out. And when he asked me that question, it made me mad and it made me all kinds of feelings and I just looked at him and I said, yes, sir, I'm going to keep, pre- keep preaching the healing power of God because my circumstances does not change who God is. And I'm here to declare to you today, it doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter what the devil may have stole from you. It doesn't matter what the devil may have tricked you into giving up in the past. In the name of Jesus, you are a child of the Most High God. You are just like Abraham. Matter of fact, you've been given the authority to walk in the blessing that he pronounced on Abraham. And it says that you're the head and not the tail. You're above only and not beneath. Paul said he he made us sit. This is all past tense, see. It's all in our rearview mirror. It all happened long before we said yes. Have you ever have you ever got a friend request and then all of a sudden you start you go who in the world is that and you go to that profile. And you start going through them pictures. And you oh. Oh. Oh, that must have been before she was saved. Oh, excuse me. I know I ain't the only one thinks this. See, Paul said that we were dead, made alive, raised up, made to sit, and he did that, he said that, all before you accepted or said yes to the request of Jesus. See, Paul drives the point home in Philippians 2, verses 5 through 7. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. See, what Jesus did, and, 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 and sometimes maybe we ask ourselves this question, why did Jesus forfeit his equality with God by becoming human? See, he did it so we could be restored or he could restore us to our original level of equality with God. Now, wait a minute. Pastor, you saying we're equal with God? No, I'm not. I'm going to show you where the Word is telling us that we are to we we've been made to sit with God in heavenly places. I'm not calling us little gods. I'm not calling us Jesus. I'm telling you that Jesus said that all power is given unto Him in heaven and earth. Right, and then He turned right around to the disciples and gave, which the disciples are our representatives of the day. He said, I give you the authority to use my name. He said, in my name you'll cast out demons. In my name you'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In my name. See, what what he did, he did so that he could restore us to the original level of equality, to the level of relationship that Adam and Eve had before their fall from 
equality with God in the Garden of Eden. Jesus lowered himself so that he could elevate us. That's what the scripture just said. If you don't believe me, go back and read Philippians 2 verses 5 through 7. I'm not going to read it again, but right there it is. And it says in Romans 8, 29, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. That's what only a covenant relationship or friendship is. It's It's not virtual in the fact of, well... It's what it looks like. No, no, no. Don't you love to see somebody praising on Sunday morning, then you see them at Walmart and they still got that praise attitude. Or you see them at the grocery store and they still got that praise attitude. But how is it when you see somebody up here just doing like this, and then you see them at the Walmart and they just about ready to cuss everybody out. They about ready to flip everybody off. They about ready to tell everybody they mad because they have to run their own groceries through the checker. Last year, I thought about sending Walmart a request for a W-2. And they didn't even train me to use it. But I use it so much, I'm good. I, I felt like turning around to my neighbor and say, can I help you, please? See, God wants you to hang out to, with him. He wants to be next to you. And God loves hanging out with you. Somebody say amen to that. In Colossians 3, verses 1 through 3, in the the passion, it says, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits, enthroned at the place of all power. Somebody say all power. Honor and authority. Yes. Feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ was severed, has severed the tie to this life. And now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. We've made the commitment to follow Jesus and he's led us all the way into the throne room of heaven by having raised us to a new life in him. Say this with me. I am a spirit. I live in a body. I possess a soul. I am a spirit. I live in a body. And I possess a soul. One more time. I am a spirit. I live in a body. And I possess a soul. We have to understand that we own our flesh. We are not owned by our flesh. I can make a decision. I said I can make a decision and stop what's going on in my world because I have authority about what's going on in my world. I, have, I can make a decision and stop what's going on in my mind. Somebody said, well, stop it, stop it. I can't stop thinking about it. Stop what you, change what you're looking at and you will change what you're thinking at. The level that you're thinking will determine where your life goes. But you have to stay in control of what you think. See, I do believe, and it's time to get it settled in our life, a new way of life, our new way of relating to God. 
our new way of relating to people. And all that to say this. Each one of us is in transition. Now, I want to make this this clear. Our spirits were transformed when we were reborn. Somebody said, well, I was born that way. They get reborn. That's why you need to get reborn. The moment we started following Jesus, we were, our spirit was changed. We became a new person. We've already declared that. All things have become new. But here's where the transition is. Our souls, which is our mind, our will, our intellect, and our bodies are a totally different story. Those will take more time to transition. Why? Because we are a spirit and we're reborn into the image of Christ the way he first initially decided he wanted mankind to be because of the works of Jesus Christ on the cross. Amen. But our flesh was born of man. And our mind is born of our atmosphere. That's why it's so important to keep your atmosphere right. You say, I hate racism. I hate racism too. That's why my children have been raised in a place that they are not racist. I made a decision that I had something to do with their life. And I started feeding them. Matter of fact, we changed our kids from a predominantly white school to to the most integrated school we could get them to because... We wanted them to be in a place where they understood that we are all the same in the eyes of Jesus. That doesn't mean that we all don't have our own qualities that make us unique. And that I celebrate. Somebody said, well, I don't see color. Well, you need to open your eyes in. Come here, Eric. I really like him. He's my friend. He's one of the sweetest souls you ever meet. But do we look the same? Now, he's pretty light skinned, but we still don't look the same. Our features are different. Somebody said, well, I thank you, my friend. Somebody said, well, I don't see color. Then you ought to see color. I celebrate my friends of color. I celebrate my white friends and my Hispanic friends. I celebrate... I had somebody tell me one time, you shouldn't talk about that all the time. You know what? That's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to shut up so that he can make people think they know what you're thinking. (laughs) Just open your mouth and they'll figure it out. Huh? Amen? Do you know why Tim was drawn to me? Because God knew he needed somebody to be in his life that wouldn't judge him in any way. And I thank God for the privilege that I could... I know he's got other men and women in his life that do this. I'm not saying I'm the only one. But I thank God and find it a privilege to be able to speak into pastor's life. Why? Because God connected us. I remember that day that he came looking around, snooping around, trying to figure out what we were made of, what his kids was into. I remember that day. And see... I got to visit with him and meet him and show him around. I took the opportunity to do that. Why? Because I know what God has put me on this planet to do, and it's to bring people together. 
I don't have to fight people to bring people together. You love people and it'll bring people together. I don't have to go around and say, I'm different than you. I don't like the way you're doing this. No, all we got to do is love one another. Don't look around and try to find the differences. Paul said... See, the same man that's teaching us all this other stuff, he showed us in Philippians 4.8, he said, if there's anything good, if there's anything lovely, if there's anything just, if there's anything worth praising, think on that. Oh, but pastor, we've got to stand up for what's right. You know what's right? It's right to love people. Have you ever messaged somebody and asked them a very serious question? And you go, man, I can't wait to hear what they, I can't hear, wait to hear what they got to say. I know they're going to bless me. Well, they ain't seen it yet. Well, I wonder why they ain't seen it yet. And the next day you go, oh, I bet it's good. I mean, uh, well, there's monkeys riding bicycles. There's kitty cats playing the drums. There's so many distractions in the natural realm. And we've been look, we, we're looking for this re response. And it's not there. See, that's not the kind of friend that God is. God is the kind of friend that He's got you. Genesis 17, 1 and 2 says, And Abram was 90 years old and nine. And the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. And then in verses 4 and 5 it says, As, as for me, behold, my covenant is with thee. And thou shalt be a father of many nations, neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be called Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. God will never be a fake friend, and he will never ghost you. Abraham was 99 years old when God appeared to him and established the covenant. A year later, Sarah gave birth to a son, Isaac, and the covenant unfolded from there. When God introduced himself to Abraham, have you ever been inboxed by somebody when they sent you a friend request? They want to explain to you who they are. Hey, Pastor, I met you at the conference, and I, I sent you a friend request. And see, that helps because I know who they are, and, 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 and I'll, I'll go and I'll look for them. See, God went to Abraham before he sent the friend request. He inboxed him, if you would. And he, he, he told him, he said, I am El Shaddai. I'm the Almighty God. See, God was telling his friend Abram, I'm your everything. I'm all you ever need. See, not only that, Abraham, which means exalted father or Abram which means exalted father but I'm changing your name to Abraham which means a father of multitudes here's the message today God wants you to be his friend he needs you on this earth you say God don't need me he don't need anybody understand that he wants you he desires you and he needs you 
His dispensation of walking on this earth was for one reason. And that was to connect you to the next generation. The question is, what are you going to do today that sets you in a place where you have authority, the right, you have the ability to speak to the next generation and make them a friend request for Jesus? Here's the way it works. We've been given dominion over the spirits on this earth. You say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Adam gave it up. No, the work of Jesus. See, the first man Adam gave it up, but the second man Adam, his name is Jesus. He took it back and he gave it back to us. And here's the way I want you to look at it. You walk up to some young lady that needs Jesus and you, on his behalf, Make a friend request to her. We need to live our life being the go-between for Jesus into this world. And I believe when you do that, God will bring richness into your life. See, sometimes we have to go out of our way. I was given a request today, and quite frankly, i got a lot of stuff going on today. But I was given a request today. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do everything I can to do what this friend has asked me to do. You know why? Because that's what Jesus would do if he were on the earth. He would go the extra mile. I'm asking you today, are you a friend of God? Are you just a virtual friend? Are you a real friend? See, I loved, I loved to get on Facebook and, and watch Brother Tim bring his messages when he does from the church in, in, in Conroe. I think it's from his living room right now. But you know what? He's planting the seed. I love to do that. But if that's all I knew of him, I wouldn't really know him. But you know how I know him? Because there was a time me and him shared Subway together. We ate together. We've talked together. See, it's not enough for our relationship with God to be virtual. It's got to be real. We've got to spend time with Him. We've got to know who He is. You know how we know who He is? When we begin to read this Word and pray and seek His face. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare today that You have told me that You want to be my friend. I'm so thankful that I accepted that request. I'm so thankful that I did what Paul said I could do to accept your request. I confess with my mouth and I, I believe with my heart. I'm thankful, Lord, that, that it's not just a, a virtual relationship, something that's out there in, in, in the space somewhere, but God, the relationship is a daily relationship. I'm so thankful that everything that I go through, you're right there with me. I'm so thankful that you never leave me. You never, I, I, I've never counted on you, you, and you not been there. God, I thank you for that. Lord, I pray right now, if there's anyone under the sound of my voice that needs you in their life, that they would just accept you today. In Jesus' name. Thank you guys so much for joining High Praises Church podcast today. We are so happy to have had you with us. If you just met Jesus for the first time and you want to commit your life to him, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you. I open my heart and I receive you as my Lord 
and my savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for answering my prayer and saving my life. Amen. God is so good. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you and may he be gracious to you. Now, we want you to stay connected with our social. You can find us every Sunday and Wednesday on our Facebook and YouTube live at The High Praises Church and catch us on our Instagram at The High Praises. Can't wait to see you next week. Take care.